0: What's going on, guys? Anthony here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Podcast. Um, I think what I wanna do today, and I just made this decision literally eight seconds ago, um, I think what I wanna do is I wanna kinda break down what, what we are really building with the E1B2 Collective, but I wanna try to make it valuable at the same time so it's not necessarily a sales pitch. So from my lens and from where I sit, throughout my career, I've noticed a few things. The first thing that I've realized and I've noticed is that inevitably, whoever your HR internal people ops person is within a company, let's say a size of 50 to 150 people, you tend to be overworked. You tend to be stretched thin. You tend to have aspirations around dabbling in things such as job description design, internal communications, neuro, neuro leadership principles, diversity and inclusion strategy, meeting structure design. You inevitably have thoughts and perspectives on how you would adjust, build out and develop these systems, these structures, these frameworks. But what you've been noticing is you're so bogged down and tied down by the traditional HR aspects. That could be H.R. law compliance. That could be your traditional recruiting structures. That could be your 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 basic recruiting, um, recruiting your basic uh, onboarding process. That could be your payroll responsibilities. And, And what we're looking to really structure here with the E1B2 collective. And what we're really trying to do is we're trying to provide support to that team of one or in best case scenarios, that team of two for these startup and small brands. And so what I'm realizing is if I could just pick a few off here, again, going to neuroship, leadership principles, I realize that there was no way a director of people or a chief people officer can really dive deep into these neuroleadership leadership principles and make sure they're you know, working with management and getting these things off the ground if they're so tied down to all these responsibilities. Now, yes, I know you can always reach out and bring in people to, to, to have a, a day or a half a day talk, but that's not really, for me, going to really make a big difference. What I would want to see if I'm a VP of people, what I would want to see if I'm a CHRO is I want to see true structures, true frameworks, true understanding and systems put in place and policies rearranged, best practices rearranged. And so if we're just talking about neuroleadership, for me, I'm looking into what is a threat response? What is a reward response? What are some best practices we can do as a leadership team right now to ignite a reward response? What are some things that we have done in the past through our internal comms, through our decision making, through our workflows that have ignited a negative response in the brain, a threat response to the brain that has been shown based off of research to, to decrease productivity, to decrease increase the capabilities what are those things what are those variables what are we doing that can ignite positive and negative responses in the brain so that's a thing right like like what is what what aspects of the brain are connected to innovation and how do you ignite innovation how do you excite employees to get the most out of their innovative juices how do you how do you describe that how do you create that how do you build that momentum and i think there's a lot that we can do as HR practitioners, as people leaders, to go over those topics, to explain to middle management what they can do with their direct, with their with their direct reports, we can speak to the executives and figure out what they can do to change policies, to change workflows, to change best practices to make these things happen. Let me pick another one off of here. Um, this is actually pretty technical: people analytics. Everyone knows that are in HR, people analytics is so important. And yet, there's no way if you're a team of one and maybe a team of two that you can really dive down that rabbit hole. There's no way. There's no way you can really dive down, build out the systems, the structures, the frameworks to develop the people analytics function so that you could actually go through the data, understand the data, and make thoughtful changes. There's just no way. Another thing that we can talk about, cross-functional design. How much input Will you have as a team of one to really work with your executives, really work with middle and upper management to take Sally from the accounting department who wants to get experience in the marketing department and take her over there and get her some cross functionality work for six hours a week? What ability do you have to build out that infrastructure? What ability do you have to check in with her and have those thoughtful one-on-ones? What ability do you have to make sure she is getting the experience she needs? What what ability do you have to make sure the reporting metrics are designed so that you can document and track what she is getting, what she is learning, what she's experiencing, and making sure that it's done in a systematic and, and, and clean and structured way? What can you do if you are a team of one? And so again, what we are trying to do here with the e one b two collective, and even beyond that, like because I'm being pretty selfish here, so let me put that to the side, even beyond that, what are you doing startup a startup b startup c, what are you doing when you have a team of sixty and a people operations person of one to really enable these things to happen? Are you giving your people ops person your director v p uh, your director of people, your v p of people your c h r o are you giving them the autonomy, the freedom, the time to truly dive deep into re- rearranging and re and redistributing and restructuring their job descriptions? Are you giving them time to look into the turtle comms and figuring out the best practices that are going to fit your business today? Are you giving them time to look into the onboarding process, design and implementation and, and, and kind of restructuring some things and creating a cheat sheet or creating other things that are going to really improve the overall ability to onboard some that is coming to the organization? Are you giving them time to look at the talent development structures? Are you giving them time to look into, you know, the employee handbook design and and how it's working and how it's maneuvering and sitting down with the employees and really understanding and unpacking the data around their perspectives of the employee handbook or their perspectives of management overall and getting those, those changes made? Are you giving them time to go into behavior change methodologies and perspectives? Are you giving them time to get into the fun shit, the real shit, the most important shit that can actually make your business move forward, that can actually make your business more productive. Are you giving them that? Hey, what's going on, guys? So sorry about that. Technology has not been my friend as of late, but uh, I cut out on you guys. I do apologize. Let's jump right back into the episode. Thanks a lot. Sorry about that, guys. It cut out on me. The 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 gist of what I was saying, the technology uh, did not uh, did not treat me well. Are you giving them that time? Are you giving them that autonomy? Are you giving them the ability to dive deep into these nuances and get things done? In most cases, the answer is no. And so, what I want you guys to take away from today's episode and today's podcast is figure out what aspects of all the things that I just mentioned you can really start putting in place for your people to give them more autonomy, to give them more ability to dive into these functions and build it out because there are so many tools, frameworks, structures, systems, things that need to be put in place for them to do these things well. And I can promise you, you're going to see a lot of change within your organization long term. And so please, if you're a CEO, if you're a high level executive that is directly managing a CHRO, directly managing a VP of people, directly managing some sort of a people manager, make sure you're putting these principles in place, making sure you're giving them autonomy, make sure you're doing your part to make this thing work work because I guarantee you're going to see so much more benefits long-term of your organization. You're going to see so much more productivity out of your people overall and inevitably over the next five to 10 years, your business will grow. Excuse me for the interruption there. I hope you guys bear with me and thank you so much for listening and enjoying today's podcast episode. Thanks.